worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. It's John Bozica, 10 until noon, Monday through Friday. Local issues, community information, and lots of opinions. John Buzica, 1480 WHBC. Next topic is one that we've talked a lot about before. We've we've talked about this and um you know had had meaningful discussions about it, I think. And you know, I think the things I want to cover today is is what would happen if we don't do the right thing with this and if we don't head down the right path with this, and if we do wrong by the people that have um I guess struggled through things like this before in the past because it is a very important topic and that is the topic of abortion. So we go to the phone line, we bring in Martin Belsky, Marty Belsky, the former dean of the University of Akron Law School, uh current professor up there. Uh Marty, how are you this morning? I'm fine. How are you, John? Good. Pretty good good. Good. Doing well. So uh this topic, um abortion, there's 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 never an easy way to discuss this, and I think it's because there's always so much disagreement because the two sides are always so far apart. But um, we're really at kind of a, a spot of a, a war at this point with this, aren't we? There's a there's there's a discussion going on out there to maybe change this entirely, isn't there? Yeah, Mississippi uh, filed a, a motion yesterday, a brief, to get rid of Roe v. Wade entirely. Let me give two minutes of history. Um, sure, always love this. Until Roe versus Wade, we had four states that had legalized uh, abortion, uh, but we had, or therefore, had 46 states that didn't. Um, and as, we, as a matter of Roe versus Wade, the first decision came down and divided everything into th- trimesters, three, three, and three. Uh, you know, nothing can be done the first three months. Uh, you could regulate the second three months, couldn't ban. And the final three months, you could ban. And then they changed that to a doctrine. Uh, that basically provided when viability, that pre-viability you can regulate, you can control, uh, but you can't ban. Uh, post-viability you can ban. So that's where we are right now, and the question is whether or not something's a reasonable regulation or not a reasonable regulation in the first scenario. And in the second post-viability, uh, the question is whether or not you have to create an exception for the life or health of the mother, um, and it's one of those issues. Now, if the Supreme Court takes a case, and if the Supreme Court knocks out abortion as a federal constitutional right, it reverts back to what happened before Roe, which means each state will consider, state by state, whether or not uh, you can have abortion in that state. And what will happen as a result of that is you will find what I call medical traveling. Uh, People will go to a place where it's legal, and poor people, who, of course, who can't go to a place where it's legal, uh, will do that. In addition, I believe another response will be a dramatic increase uh, in the number of women um, who will have abortions from non-licensed physicians, people who are not doctors. And that's what I, when I was a prosecutor, we would handle 15 or 20 cases a year of serious injury or death of women who had an abortion, um, but it was not legal. 
rich people had an abortion. They called it a DNC, but poorer people didn't. So that's where we'll revert back to if we go if, if Roe versus Wade is sort of knocked out. Uh, and, you know, it'll be state by state. And right now we know that Ohio uh, would probably ban abortion. New York would allow. California would allow. Pennsylvania's on the fence. Illinois would allow. There's been an analysis has been done, uh, you know, place by place. So that's what will happen. But I do not believe the Supreme Court will go so far, even though the 6-3 conservative court has knocked out Roe versus Wade entirely, or Casey, which is the case we talked about viability. I believe they'll put more stringent controls, uh, more regulations, more sort of information that has to be supplied to the mother, scary information. Uh, requiring consent uh, from a father if a father can be found, uh, and more restrictions on juveniles, people under the age of 18 who want to have an abortion. I think they're going to do it step by step. But I've been wrong before. Uh, they might knock it out. They might completely knock out Roe versus Wade, in which case it goes back to the states. Well, and and I guess the idea of knocking out Roe versus Wade, I, I know that this is one that we've we've had this discussion before, Marty, and when it's been brought up before, I know that, that you've expressed the dangers of doing something like that, you know, implying that there could be, you know, the idea of butchers again and, and people out there who, who try to find ways to get abortions behind closed doors and, and that can be a that can be a dangerous path to go down, can it? Yeah, again, I I have a little bit of a change in that in the sense that I think there are now medicines and pills that people can take that will cause an abortion. And it's almost impossible for law enforcement to stop that. Um, So people who have enough resources will be able to get those medicine and pills so that you can have an abortion. And we know now that there are some pills that can cause this, a combination of pills that can do that. So I think the people who have a, who have money will continue to be able to have abortions. And if we can, yeah, in the beginning, I'm not talking about forever, but certainly pre-viability. And the people who don't have money will probably go to, as they did before, uh, will go to butchers. And as a former prosecutor, and I had to see those individuals and see their families, yeah, that does scare me. I mean, whether you're pro-choice or anti-abortion or whatever it is, um, that aspect of it does scare me. I don't think you're going to stop abortions. I just think you'll stop legal abortions. What do you feel, as Marty Belsky is my guest this morning, he is a former dean of the University of Akron Law School, and he is also a current professor at the University of Akron. What do you feel is the fair thing to do, Marty? Wow, that's a tough question. I mean, I believe uh, that, you know, I believe in a woman's right to choose. I also believe and understand the other point of view for those individuals who believe life begins. But um, I wrote a book way back on law and theology, uh, and some theologies believe that birth, that a person is uh, not even when you have conception, not even when you have uh, intercourse, it's or that the actual ova itself is, is a person, which means no contraception at all. Um, so, I mean, the question for me is, um, how far do we balance the right to life, which is one point of view, with the right to choice? Um, I come out on the idea of viability. I come in the idea of sort of uh, a woman should be able to pick and choose whether she wishes uh, for medical or other reasons. 
But whatever the issue, it seems to me, and here's my concern, people have to indicate and suggest that when it comes to the life or health of the mother, we have to protect the existing being. Um, and health includes mental health and emotional health. Now, on the other hand, I do understand, you know, the idea of people sort of being opposed to abortion, personal choice of being opposed to abortion. Many religions believe in that. Um, I do understand that point of view. I really do. But when push comes to shove, it seems to me the life and health and welfare of the mother uh, has preeminent concern. Now, that's pre-viability. Post-viability, I think you can have regulations. But again, when it comes to life or health of the mother, I think you have to go on the side of the existing being. Uh, but I do understand the other point of view. I mean, I've had many discussions with theologians on the issue of when life begins. I just don't think it's a legal matter. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I, I guess the thing with this that always um, gets me is that we do have such a, a big level of difference on this that there is not a this is one of those issues marty that when i've tried to argue with people or have discussions about it that there truly is no middle ground on this you know there's not like john i gotta end up because what concerns me here is that the people who are anti-abortion are still are not you know uh on the other end right they're not as concerned about uh individuals who you know take their own lives at the end of their life. I mean, it seems to me that there's people who are who choose life um, really should be totally consistent. Abortion has become the issue rather than at the end of one's, one's life as well. I mean, um, it, it, again, it's I go back, I'm 150 years old, so I go back to the 70s where, yes, it was an issue, but it was not as big an issue. It really didn't become a gigantic issue Till the late 70s and early 80s, almost 10 years later, and it's grown and grown and grown and grown. And it's one of those things, you know, that you talk to people about. And I try to have a rational discussion on both sides, as you have. I do feel the other side. I really do. I mean, uh, you talk to these people, have, they're good hearts, and they really do really believe in what they're doing um, on both sides. It's almost it's very difficult to get a dialogue. This issue has been around. Now, for many, many years, you know, and it's still there. Um, and uh, even if the Supreme Court ruled, I don't think it's going to change the debate because then the debate will go to the state level on fighting and the debate's going to go to individuals who that will, will, I believe, like, you know, you're going to see that if it goes state by state, you're going to find groups trying to provide free transportation for women to go to a state where it's allowed and not allowed. And, you know, I think we're going to go back to sort of the Wild West, you know, in that scenario. And it is a little scary. It is a little scary. Whatever you feel on the issue, it is a little scary. I'm also worried about butchers because that's my personal experience when I was a prosecutor. I saw those women. I saw some of those deceased women and some of those butchered women. And those images in my mind are still very, very vivid even though it's a long time ago. Marty Belsky, former dean of the University of Akron Law School, current professor, I always appreciate the time and uh, the insight and the stories from the past that you've experienced and appreciate you joining again today. Okay, thank you, John. Have a good one, sir. Okay, bye-bye.